0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's episode, we're going to continue our Terminator series with Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines. This movie came out in two thousand three, and it's the first movie that was not direct that was not written and directed by James Cameron. This one is actually directed by Jonathan Mostow. And the movie stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's the only character, the only actor from the previous two films to come back and do this. And he's joined by Nick Stahl, Claire Danes, and Kristana Loken. And uh, this movie is basically, it's almost the exact same movie as two, just set in the 2000s. John Connor, played by Nick Stahl, believes now he's a grown man. Now believes that, you know, he he kind of he believes that because of what happened in Part 2, they've stopped Judgment Day. But, you know, he feels, because they stopped Judgment Day, he feels as if his life has no purpose now. But all that changes when a Terminator shows up. When Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up, he believes that, you know, something, uh, he's baffled by it because you shouldn't exist. We stopped Judgment Day. And they said, nope, you only postponed it. He goes some somebody else creates skynet not cyberdyne somebody else and uh everything like that and then it's also revealed that uh his a woman that he hasn't seen since maybe high school Claire Danes uh character who her what is her name in the movie Kate Brewster is also, is the one who sent Arnold Schwarzenegger back through time after John Connor is killed in the future and with all that going on, they also send another Terminator to kill John. To not only to kill, because he, he lives kind of like off the grid, John Connor. He could not be located, so Skynet had to take out his uh, his group of lieutenants, including uh, Kate Brewster. So they send a new prototype by the by instead of the T one thousand, it's the TX, and they kind of combine. The two uh, powers, because she's a fully metal armored Terminator like in the first one, but she also has the liquid capabilities like the second one. And uh, another thing, she's it's a female character, and that was something that kind of blew me away. And when I remember the first time I saw this film, I was like, she could get away with so much more because she's a girl. Like in the scene where there's a scene where Kristanna Loken's character, the TX, she gets pulled over by a cop, and she kind of gets away with it. Because, you know, she enhances her her boobs. And, uh, you know, I was like, wow, this girl could use every trick in the book as a woman to get away with it. And she was much more menacing. She was a much more menacing villain than people give credit for her for. The idea that, you know, she kind of has this look on her face like she's out to do one thing. She wasn't as intimidating or as as menacing as the T-1000. But I would say she was just as menacing and as relentless as... um, as Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the first film and you know that's saying something the guy really really the The guy really you know set the bar high and they knocked it out of the park with T2 and you know They might have not have knocked it out of the park with Terminator 3, but you know They got on base, you know the baseball thing makes sense, but you know they got to a third They got a triple, you know, they didn't go all the way home uh, but you know they were able to make it work in a way I think that the action sequences and the special effects in this film were were really good because it didn't have to rely solely on CGI like the first film did. There's a lot of this was practical, like this, the like the scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger is hanging from the crane. Those are all that's practical. You either see him or you see this the stunt guy and everything like that. The only that that first chase scene when the TX hijacks the crane. And you know is chasing John Connor, and everything like that. That was intense. That reminded me of that of the of the first chasing that we got in Terminator Two, when John Connor's on the bike. It was intense, and there's a great moment where they flip the truck. That also, oh, excuse me. That also was like a precursor to the eighteen wheeler flip from The Dark Knight, because even though The Dark Knights. 18 wheeler flip was a real 18 wheeler the the big you know 8 wheel crane machine that they're driving that was all CGI and i was like even though it's CGI it still looked cool you know a lot of i think the action in this movie was really good and i think that uh, this movie flies under the radar because yeah it wasn't as good as part 2 but it was still a good movie it was still a good movie um I think Nick Stahl did an amazing job playing John Connor. I, b- the idea that because he feels he has no purpose now, thinking he's, you know, believing that he stopped Judgment Day and everything like that, you know, wh- where do you go from here? Like, what what purpose do you have now? And the idea that he has all these nightmares of Judgment Day, that really, really has a profound uh, effect on him throughout the movie because... Uh, He says it in a narration as the movie progresses. I should feel safe, but for some reason I don't. And uh, so he meets Catherine Brewster. Uh, You know, they kind of, they're not really at at odds with each other from the beginning and everything like that. But uh, you kind of see them kindle somewhat of a survival instinct kicks in when things go very wrong and everything like that, so. One thing I found kind of disappointing, or disheartening to say the least, is the fact that they killed Sarah Connor's character. Uh, uh, one of the cool scenes from Terminator Three is the Terminator Arnold Schwarzenegger takes John and Kate to the cemetery, and they find Sarah Connor's uh, grave, and it's in a it's in one of those buildings like well, I can't I don't know what they're called. Like where it's on the wall, basically, and uh, I want to say it's called like I'm like a mortuary. I think I think it's what it's called. Um, but yeah, he takes him there, and it's this real. And it's like it's a beautifully played moment by um, by Nick Stahl. Like he's remembering, you know, the last few moments he had with his mother, and everything like that. And uh, he says, "He said I lost contact with her. I didn't even know. I don't. I didn't even know where she was buried." And then that moment, he the Terminator smashes open the 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 little stone that he has, and you're thinking, "Oh shit!" He's about to, he's like it looks he's digging up the body. He pulls out the casket. They open the casket, and it's a casket full of guns. And the Terminator lets him know. He goes, uh, "Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor died. Um, she died. What's ironic was that she actually dies in on the date of the original Judgment Day." Uh, August 27th, 1997, that was the day that she died in the movie and everything like that. And And the Terminator lets him know that she was cremated and her friends, uh, according to her will, she was cremated, Her her remains were scattered across the ocean in Mexico, and they left this weapon cache in her coffin by orders of her will. Nobody knows who set up the will, however, she kind of... It almost seems like she knew that even though they had stopped Judgment Day, that something else could happen. She always wanted to make sure that John was taken care of, no matter what. And for John to give like this heartbreaking story about, um, about how you know it, it they after the events of Part Two, they did struggle for a long time. You know, she felt you know she she kind of felt at ease, but I really didn't. And, you know, it's kind of hard to kind of go back to a normal life when, you know, everybody who you've known and loved died and everything like that. And then they said she died of leukemia. And uh, that was, you know, it's, it's a it's a brief moment. And then I think in the extended version, well, not in the extended version, in the deleted scene, is it, it's much more broadened on that. And I thought that was kind of cool for that character. And, you know... This movie has a lot of great moments in it. And even though it wasn't as good as the, the second one, or even the first one, I still think it's a great film. Uh, I think this was the last good one. I really wish they would have stopped at three. Um, but we'll get into four, five, and six as this progresses on. But um, after, after I want to say sometime after this movie had come out, this movie came out like in 03. It was right around the time movies like Bad Boys 2 were coming out and the Lord of the Rings trilogy had started, the, the Star Wars prequels had kind of started, the superhero movies were, they weren't out, you know, yet because, you know, I think the only one that had come out in '03 was Daredevil and the X-Men and all those movies had come out. So, you know, the action scene was changing a little bit. It would be a year later when we would get movies that were more grounded, like, you know, Casino Royale and movies like that. But this movie kind of stands the test of time, even though some of the some of the CGI moments are a little bit dated. Overall, the action sequences are really good. The performances are really good. Obviously, Arnold Schwarzenegger knocks it out of the park because it, it's, as he says in the documentary of this film, it's the perfect role for him. He knows what exactly what he has to do to make the character come to life. And to bring in another director that is not James Cameron and another writer, that's a risky move. But, you know, they did the same thing with Jurassic Park 3. Now, Jurassic Park 3, as disappointing as a movie that was, was a big step because they kept some of the original cast rather than, you know, swapping out everybody like they do in a lot of films like that. Like Jurassic Park 1 and 2 are good. Jurassic Park 3 is not. Terminator 1 and 2 are phenomenal. And Terminator 3 is good. I think Terminator 3 is a good film. A lot of people shit on it because... It didn't really make a whole lot of sense. And, you know, you don't know who's the bad guy and everything like that. And it's just the same movie as part two, just, you know, not as done as not done as well. But, uh, I mean, that's really what it was. And you could see that kind of coming. Like when you saw the trailer, you're like, okay, it's the same movie, just told differently in a much more modern type of way. Instead of taking place in the early 90s, it takes place 10 years later. So, you know, that was kind of cool kind of see that and everything like that um but I think when did the show come out I know the show Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles came out I don't want to say right around the same time this movie did but it came out like a couple of years later and uh Lena Headley plays Sarah Connor and this film takes place I want to say this film is supposed to take place between the events of one and two like it was uh, not one and two but of two and three because you know we see Sarah Connor protecting her older her late teen son John and then they're being protected by another Terminator who is kind of like the love interest which kind of didn't make a whole lot of sense but that show was pretty good that show was not that bad you know it was pretty good it kind of added mythology to the character and it really really centers around Lena Headley who played an amazing Sarah Connor she her performance really is up there with Linda Hamilton's performance it's really good and it's uh, very underrated I don't know I can't remember. I I want to say that show is on HBO Max like the other Terminator films are, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, uh, I know it was on Hulu. When I watched it, it was on Hulu. So, you know, it could be it could be somewhere. But if you have not watched that, that it's only one season, but uh, the season of Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, I would definitely check that out and everything like that. Uh, right around the time Terminator 3 had come out, the video game had come out, uh, Terminator: Dark Fate. Now, this was the first kind of tie-in video game that come out. It had come out for the PlayStation 2, and it is basically a prequel to the to the events of the first Terminator, because we meet John Connor, we meet Kyle Reese, and all the events leading up to the um, to the beginning of the first Terminator film are told through the eyes of. Kyle Reese in this film, in the, in the game, so to speak. And there's a lot of callbacks to uh, the, ter- the first Terminator film and everything like that. I thought that was really cool how the game was another tie-in, you know, to kind of bring it all together. Like if you play the game and watch that story, you'll see the Terminator go through, Kyle Reese goes through, and then it opens with that the L.A. shot of 1984 when the first Terminator came out. So I thought that was really cool. And everything like that. But overall, Terminator 3, I think it's an underrated film. I think it's the most underrated film out of all the Terminators. Like, some are good, some are bad. I think this is the one that kind of gets overlooked because 1 and 2 were great. And then 4, 5, and 6 were, they just kind of got worse as they went along. So, I think 3 is overlooked because it's the beginning of the downfall of the franchise. But overall, I think it's the last good film. Before we get to uh, Salvation and all those other films, but you know, like I said, we'll get to those eventually and everything like that. But overall, this was a good movie. If you have not seen Terminator Three: Rise Against the Machines, Rise of the Machines, uh, definitely check it out. I think it's on HBO. I think all of these movies are on HBO Max. So definitely check it out if you have not seen it. Uh, but anyways, that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode. If you liked the episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, Reddit, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, Instagram and Twitter, The Madhouse 21 uh, Let me know what you guys thought about Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Have you seen it? Uh, what did you think about it? Where do you rank it as far as... The Terminator series. Uh let me know what you guys thought about it. Instagram and Twitter, the madhouse 21 Uh be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out. I just did the episode earlier today for the movie The Mother, which dropped on Netflix with uh Jennifer Lopez, so that'll definitely be out. I got another episode probably coming out later today. Uh if not, probably tomorrow. And then of course we're going to continue the Terminator series. We got a lunch we got a bunch of stuff coming out uh this coming week, especially as we uh, eek towards uh, the release of Fast 10. So the quicker I get that out, the quicker it'll all be. I don't think I'll cover the first, the Fast and the Furious, because I know i mentioned this before, but I've already covered all of the Fast and the Furious films, so definitely check out those uh, if you have not seen those already. Uh, but be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this podcast. And, of course, as always, be sure to embrace your inner madness.